Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8 and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Crystalis Part 2. Alright friends, welcome back to Crystalis. This is part two, and last week we discussed the general gameplay, our mm-hmm. personal experiences with it, and uh, this week we're going to get right into our general chat. PPS Cartridge Commandos. Um, we have just finished recording, and man, we went so long, it's not even funny. We've got a lot to say. We do, and wow, it is a lot of uh, Crystalis talk to listen to all at once, so we're going to split it up again. Yeah. But don't worry, you're not going to have to wait till next week to finish it. Next week will be our normal continuation with another game. And uh, we're going to release the second half of this one this weekend. Yeah, so bonus ep. Bonus episode. And that means if you don't want to listen to it broken up, then just wait. Don't listen to this one now. Download it and wait for this weekend for the second half of it to drop. The choice is yours and yours alone. Yeah, if you want to listen to this one and then wait for the other half, please enjoy the rest of the show. Well, Nick, I'd like to start by saying I love how fast your character moves in this game. Yeah, it's it's a real big standout from other games of its type, kind of like you he, really cruise, man. You are the fastest RPG hero I've ever played with, I feel like, in the 8 or 16-bit era. Yeah, it's one of the things that, I mean, there are quite a few things about this game that uh, this time I noticed that kind of remind me of the Ease series, and that's one of them, like you're mm-hmm. you know moving around and... Well, for me, that's one of the like quality of life uh, little things this game does for you that, that make it really easy to play. I yeah. mean, not easy to beat, but I mean, you know, oh, I forgot to get this thing. It doesn't matter. It only takes like five minutes to go anywhere in this game. That's true. And you do get your teleport spell relatively early. You know? And if you don't, you've got boots that can do it. Yep. You yep. can purchase those cheap. So between your super quick movement and that teleport, I love the fact that, oh, I forgot to do this thing or I missed the thing. doesn't matter. You can just... Burn right through, you know, levels you've already been through, dungeons you've been through. It's so quick and easy. Yep. But yeah, so aside from the movement, like, I really felt like, you know, like your equipment screen where you select your armor and different things. Mm -hmm. That's also very much like, it's just like ease. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like the equipment screens. I mean, you do get all those rings that are very similar to the types of rings you would get in ease. Correct. At the very beginning, you get that go, you know, the guy's like, I lost a statue across the river. Just like in ease, oh, yeah. you know, and it ends in a big tower. Oh man, you are you're opening my eyes here. I, but I, that's why I, when I looked, I was like, I bet these guys work for Falcom or, or some. But yeah, that's why I thought for sure. I was like, I bet somebody worked on some of that series somewhere. But I guess they just took some notes, maybe or parallel thinking. I don't know, but it's there. I swear. I would agree. I really like the graphics in this game a lot. Um, yeah, the sprites are really cool. I mean, the enemies are a little weird, and I can't always tell what they're supposed to be. But for are, the, yeah. But for the most part, I really like the design of them. In in the ones that um, you can tell what they are, well, I mean, even those ones, they're a little off, but they're interesting. Like the weird muck men. Yeah, yeah. I really like the way they look. The Medusas, they may not be a traditional Medusa, but you definitely, once you understand that, you get the snakes in the hair, like you get what they're going for. Yeah, yeah. I really like the villager sprites as well. I think there's not just, you know, they they have a lot of different colors mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of different, more builds than you would expect from 
yeah, just and, a few. And you know. lots of like uh, of those medievally headbands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I really like them, and almost everyone wears them, so that's kind of nice. And the, the when you're out in the field, I really like the backgrounds. You know, there's lots of like bushes or little trees, or you know, it looks pretty populated. Or it's you not know. a it's not a simplistic map. Yeah, um, the caves, on the other hand, are pretty repetitive. Indeed, like, they just. It's like they have the one sprite. They change. They at least change a color, I guess. Yeah, and that's a real big uh, problem because it's very easy to get confused or lost in a lot of those caves just due yeah. to the fact that they're so similar looking everywhere you go. It is, and it's like I kind of like it because it makes the dungeons feel bigger and twistier mm-hmm. than they really are. But I mean, I don't know. It gives you a little challenge that it adds to the the dungeons without feeling like like pure padding. You know? No, I can see that. But if you are playing this game with someone. Uh, following the maps for you, as uh, I did quite often, or for my son, you can breeze through these dungeons yeah, in, in would, seconds. I would always try to go, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I'll give it a real effort, you know, the first one without maps. And then if I couldn't do it in one or two tries, I was like, all right, where am I missing here? There's got to be one of these forks somewhere right. I, I chose poorly. Now, as for the magic in your sword attacks, I really like the animations there. This game has a lot of really cool animations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like we've mentioned before, the exploding or death animations are really yeah. cool across the board. And just your normal, like, you know, the bolts or the beams that come out of your sword are really cool looking usually. And vary depending on what sword you have. Yeah, I think one slight disadvantage I give this game is that you do have to swap swords out a lot because... Oh, yeah. Almost all the enemies are typically immune to at least one of your four elements. So mm-hmm. you're bouncing back and forth sometimes to figure out what do you need to use. and But, I mean... It's not horrible. I mean, this would definitely benefit from shoulder buttons. You know, yeah, like yeah. when Mega Man finally adopted that for swapping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, while you're bouncing around using that, you get some great music. I think. Um, I don't know. It has a. It's a very adventurous, but it kind of has a little more of a fast pace to it, like clip. Like it really oh, yeah. made me like. I'm cruising around, man. I got stuff to do. I'm moving fast, killing guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, apart from when you're leveling, I, I, the music doesn't get too obnoxious, doesn't get too repetitive for, I mean, really any part of the game as far as I was concerned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think... Uh, I mean, you're in most of the levels so briefly that unless you get lost, that you're not going to get like bogged down with that music. Yeah, maybe the cave music, but... Yeah, that's probably... Well, and, <laughs> and for me, that's also where I did most of my leveling, so... It's mm, mm. the cave music is the one exception. I just kind of mute that. Right, right. Now, uh, sound effects wise, I thought the game was all right. Nothing really stood out for me. Yeah, I can't think of any like crazy it's, cool. I mean, everything's no, efficient, but yeah, it's all pretty much down the middle of the road. Your blocked noise, the ting tings are what you'd expect. Your mm-hmm. standard, you know, attack and explosion noises, but nothing really stood out. But it didn't take away from anything either. Yeah, and I really like the story elements of this game like they they i did it as well to a point but then towards the end i totally lost what was going on oh right right well that's when they really start hitting you with yeah but i mean it's like there's like a, a somberness to it where by the end you're like a lot of the people have died oh yeah that were you like know like whole, whole towns of people and it doesn't like it doesn't really mourn it or you know what i mean it just it just lets it out there they're all dead boom keep moving and it's like if you think about it you're like man that's pretty heavy you know but oh yeah this purple-haired fellow is like, he's not going to let it bring him down. Well, he is a trained stage magician. <laughs> he knows how to handle pressure. He's an illusionist. If you if you don't remember from our first uh, episode, in the manual apparently lets you know that, what do they call him, an illusionist? No, it's, it's a magician. It is yeah. a magician, yeah. yeah. Which, he's from our time, and therefore, I'm guessing he worked in Vegas or, <laughs> you know, did private parties. Who knows, man? Either way, 
he, he can handle whatever's thrown his way. Absolutely. And the other thing I really like uh, is that when you play through the story, there's a lot of little optional things you can do to talk to people or go places mm-hmm. that are actually fairly interesting interactions you have with them. It's not just your standard like, hey, I'm in the town. Right. Welcome to New Bremen. This is the town of <laughs> frogs. Or, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, you get a little more backstory. You get a little bit of like what the intrigue of what's going on with the empire, you know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And like you said, when you can change your form, that's really cool that everyone in the town, you know, talks to you differently depending on the form you're in. And you know, somewhat morbidly, it's like you can change shape after these people have died. And you do it twice and go talk to their friends. And they're like, oh, hey, here, take this item. And you're like, man, I feel kind of bad. But you don't know that. Well, actually, Sorry, one of them man. does know you're dead and thanks you. Oh, for no, like, you're, yeah. It's even weirder where he's like, oh, man, seeing you in that form really helped me put my mind <laughs> at ease. I'm like, I don't think that's how that works. Like, but well, whatever. Give me your pendant. Whatever works for you, buddy, and gets me that pendant. <laughs> All right, Nick. Now's the time where we usually take a game level by level. But this game doesn't really have levels. No. And it doesn't even really have a really specific order. That you go in through at least the second half of the game. Yeah, there's, I mean, it gives you a little bit to farm around with, you know, but it does have its like gatekeeping tricks. It does. Subtly. But there is a lot of backtracking, I I find. And there is a little bit of sequence breaking you can do. Yeah. But we're going to go in this more along the lines of the story of the game. And we're not going to go into insane detail, but we are going to cover all of your major points. And that will take us through the various lands of Earth. Yeah, I guess it's Earth. They don't really say, but. Right. Um, it's assumed, I believe. Well, the game starts out with you being uh, awoken from a chamber, a very high-tech looking chamber. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got really cool music in there, or sound effects. <laughs> you roll out of that, and then you're in a medieval forest. Yeah, well, first or you... Or town, I'm sorry. First you'll come out of this cave, and a guy will see you, and he kind of freaks out and runs away. And he's like, there's a guy coming out of the cave. And then when you go, you know, there's only one way to head. You head to the left and he's in the town. And he's right there pretty much right away. And he'll be like, I'm sorry. He apologizes for freaking out. And I was like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. How polite. Yes. And then you are in the town of Leaf. It is your starting point. And this is where I return to quite often to use the inn, mm. buy anything I need to, because it's all so much cheaper here than any place else in the game. Yeah. As soon as you get the ability to teleport, it's, you know, you might as well. And it has all of the standard items you'd want, like your warp boots and, and things. Yeah, medical herbs. But really, it's all about that inn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I don't know if we know to, mentioned this before, but I'm pretty sure the inn also cures you of status ailments. I think so, yeah. Even though you can go to a church to have it done as well. I never messed with the... I, I don't know, I never... I only tried to once, but I realized I'd already been healed at the inn, so... Hmm, okay. I didn't need to. <laughs> Um, but regardless, here is where you will you, you talk to the elder and you'll get uh, he'll give you a wind sword and one guy will give you a hundred gold or I'm sorry a hundred dollars and then they kind of this is where you get your kind of first quest where he's like hey uh, they tell you to go find Zebu I think right mm-hmm. first and you can head north out into the valley of wind Zebu the elder yeah he's one of your four uh, wise masters yes and the valley of wind is very similar to a Studio Ghibli film right right Nausicaa Valley of the Wind. In fact, you'll be fighting one of the characters from it as a boss very soon. Yeah, yeah, which was, I had played this long before I ever saw that. So oh, okay. when I got there, I was like, hey, wait a minute. Like, But here now you have a little valley that you can roam around. You got some, you know, there's dirt, uh, you know, you got some bushes and coniferous trees. It's pretty small. There's really only two exits, I think, two or three. But yeah. for now, there's only two. And you can go into one cave to the west. Yep. 
And it's just a short uh, cave that I believe has no enemies, and that's where you'll meet Zebu. Good old Zebu the Elder. Yeah, he tells you that if you can get the windmill at the north of the valley up and running, then he will teach you the refresh spell, which is a pretty good deal. Yeah, it's the most important spell in the game as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, I agree that. And it's really cool that you get it right away. Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, there's no other healing spells. You don't get like refresh two or three. Yeah, it's just, you know, you just hold it down, pump it up. Yeah, it's very refreshing that you would get that <laughs> so early in the game. Whereas normally you're gatekeep it, you know, they gatekeep it and you only get some crappy healing spell for the first third. Right. It's all a standard like heal, which is good. Um, but so you can explore a little bit up north, but eventually you will come to the conclusion that you need an alarm flute because they're, the windmill guy is asleep in a cave. Now, I didn't point this out last week, but aren't all flutes alarm flutes? Maybe, but this one, like, you know, maybe the other flutes would be like, oh, it's such a soothing flute. It just put me into deeper sleep. I'm pretty sure if you gave me a flute, the way I'd play it, since I have no flute playing expertise, <laughs> would make it an alarm flute. Yeah. Well, these, whatever the, the trick is, you know. It does wake up this gentleman, though. And he just gives you the windmill key, and then you just walk the rest of the way to the windmill, mm -hmm. start it up, and then that will open another cave right next to, you can see it from the windmill. Yeah. So backtrack a bit and then... That's the sealed cave. Yes, and this is like your first real cave because you got enemies in here. Yeah, and what kind of enemies do you find in here, Nick? Um, well, you'll see there's those like green slugs, little, yeah. little red slimes. I think they're poisonous. Uh, there are the... You'll see your first of many of the serpent, winged serpent enemies. Right. Slugger and they're a little them. dangerous at this point. Yeah, yeah, and... Uh, and then there are bats flying around, which are quite annoying, I think. They Some are. I just avoid them. I never try to attack them. I don't it's go not... out of my way to attack them. I will attack if they're getting close. Yeah. But I'm never hunting these bats. Well, they're not worth it. I feel like they respawn almost as soon as you kill them. Okay. You know? So I always just, I'm like, eh. And I think we will see a few of the big, tough brown golems in here. At oh. Points, but... I mean, this uh, cave, it does have an antidote. It does have uh, herbs in it. But... And warp boots. But most importantly... There's the ball of wind in there, mm -hmm. which you definitely need. Yeah. And, well, there's a boss. Yeah, you'll need the uh, ball of wind to get to the boss. There is a wall that you use it to break in this level. Okay. So you got to get that, and then you can just head straight up to the vampire. Well, spoiler, sorry, the boss. Is a vampire. It's a vampire, yes. Uh, this guy is, a, you know, kind of a similar... All the bosses have a somewhat similar conceit where it's like you have the boss mm -hmm. sprite, which I like that they're... Even though some of them are larger than you, they're not mega giant, you know? Correct. They move or teleport around the screen while you'll have some obstacles, in this case, bats, mm -hmm. that he flies out and tries to get you. This guy is nothing, though. No, he's very easy. I just bum rush the whole time. Just run at him, holding yeah. down my turbo sword, choo, 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 and take him down in seconds. As long as you're level three. If you're not, then you can't even hurt him, so. Yeah, so here's the thing I learned. Because I did, oh, sorry, Cartridge Commandos, update. I did beat the game between last week and this week. And what I did was I, I just sat there and leveled for like two hours, an hour and a half. You know, I was watching TV, goofing off, not really paying attention. So I don't know exactly how long I was doing it. I found that uh, when I was playing, you know, and there were a few spots where I did some unintentional leveling kind of, where I was just trying to find my way through a cave, mm -hmm. gave up and used the map. But if you just kill like every enemy you come across, it'll set you on this, you know, it's like kind of like an RPGs where it's like, look. Just by walking around this map, you're going to get into X battles, so you will yeah. have at least this much XP by the time you get to a certain place. And I feel like it's pretty good about keeping you on just about the right pace without having to grind 
too much unless you start like if you were start running through places and that's what i did you get, get that deficit i was running through places and then i was catching up just to kill a boss right and well, then I'd still be woefully unprepared for the next area. And it it's a cycle where you really want to be overprepared for this first boss or two. And then if you're if you're a little bit ahead, you'll always stay ahead. You'll stay, yeah, about that. Yeah, man, it's like when I think back to, because that was me as a young RPG player, where mm-hmm. I was like, just grind your way to the right level and then run from everything till you get to the boss. And it's like, would you rather be like adventuring and fighting enemies or just grinding? You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like I realize the joke was on me now, but you can beat a vampire. Yeah, because this vampire, like many of the bosses in this game, your number one best strategy is just to bum rush it. Yeah, you know, he'll he'll move around. You can like maybe choose half the screen and be like, as soon as he gets over here, I'll just run in. But Or just chase him down. Either way, he's not tough. No, he's not. And when you defeat him, though, you do get a wonderful item, those rabbit boots, which let you jump jump around yeah yeah this vampire has come to get down Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but uh you take those boots and you are now on your way to the next town the town of brenmire yeah first you'll pop out in the new kind of valley area that is called the cordell plain and this was like the plain this was the area i spent a lot of the early game in i'm guessing everyone does yeah I, i like this area a lot because it's like this is more lush. You got some long grass and rivers and this feels like a real RPG area. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. Uh, and it's you know at least twice as big as the previous one, so you right. got a little you know some areas to poke around. But and now there's some of that poisonous tar or whatever it is. Right, right. And that's and that's why you have those boots is to be able to jump through that. Yeah, you're gonna see some. Uh, and this is where you'll you'll see some enemies like the warthog men that mm-hmm. they throw like axes at you and some big blue mushrooms i don't think you can hurt them yet no no you can't and those axe dudes those axes will tear you up yeah at this point yeah they will um but regardless you will eventually go into the town of brinmayer as you mentioned uh and this is a pretty small town it's really more of a strip mall than Mm -hmm. a town but uh the big thing here is that right by the entrance you'll meet the merchant akahana yeah central character in the game kind of yeah well right away he tells you he's like i've lost my onyx statue uh, like on the other side of the river so Better go find it. And so, it's just in some tall grass. Yeah, and a very I feel like it's a very similar place to where the statue was in in Ease, man. I'm telling you. I'm check feeling, the maps. I, you know what? I'm getting that vibe just by looking at the picture right now. Yeah, but either way, you'll get your uh, get the statue, first fetch quest, head back, and um, then he will give you the gas mask. Which you're gonna need to get into that that poison forest. Yep, which I mean, there are a couple other areas you could wander around. You could, um, you definitely want to side note, definitely always buy the best armor you can in any mm-hmm. of the new towns. Yep, but yeah, so there's the the swamp is to the east, I believe, right? Yeah, it's on the far right side, which would be east if you know you might have wandered here before, but you would notice your life rapidly depleting as you uh, do not have the gas mask. But now that you do, you're good to go, and uh, you're in a little kind of a swamp maze area where you'll have these, like, annoying bugs. Like, there's a little rolly ones on the ground, but the flying ones, ugh. Yeah. Now, this is not a bad place to do some leveling, if you have to early on. Yeah. These enemies do give you a decent amount of of uh, experience. Gotcha. You can come in here and explore a little bit, and you'll find the Village of Oak, which is where these quote-unquote dwarves live, which are little pink, furry-looking creatures. Now... I feel like the Japanese have a different definition for dwarf than yeah, we do. Yeah, that's got to be. Was the magic user in the second Densetsu or Secret of Mana series supposed to be a dwarf? 
Maybe I feel like they called it a sprite here, because but. I feel like that looked like what these were. Well, I've seen weird like in Fazanadu, where mm-hmm. like the enemies were all like creepy demons, but they're dwarves. Where I don't know mm-hmm. if it's just one of those things where they're like, there's just a mythological creature. Well, these dwarves reminded me of the sprites in the Secret of Mana series. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, there may be something there that it's like that's what we get it translated to. But they know. do not look like a, a Tolkien dwarf. I'll tell no, you that much. No. Um, they won't really talk to you at first, so you can come here and do what you want. Uh, you and that's can... the town of Oak that they live in. Yeah, so there's not a lot you can do here now, but uh, so if you know you can head back out of the swamp to the very south Cordell Plain. Yeah, and then what you'll find out there is you need to go. Um, this is where you go visit Tornell. If you head north, he's got his little like dojo or whatever, and right. You meet him, and he's that's where you'll meet. You know, he's another one of the wise men, and you'll meet a guy named Stom, who is like his student. And you have to do your little fighting. Oh yeah, a little duel game. Yeah, where it's just. I mean, I just held down turbo and I won. So cheater. <laughs> but you have to basically like keep sorting this guy. You're both like attacking each other, and you force him back against the wall. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's not too hard. I don't know if there's a certain level you have to be to win that, but I did on my first try. So and that will reward you with the telepathy spell. Yes. Which you can now use, head back to that swamp, those dwarves will now speak to you, kind of. And they tell you that they're missing one of their own. Yeah, one of them will. The rest of them are like, get out of here. And you're like, well, well. but Jeez. one lady's like, my my son's out in the, the swamp. So the very southern part of the swamp, mm-hmm. get that kid, take him back to the town, and everyone will actually talk to you at this point. Yeah, I, um, I got really confused. This is something I remember, not necessarily from this playthrough, but past ones where I would roll in there early forgetting to do the telepathy thing looking right. for this kid and i'm like i'm going nuts where is he you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to get that first but and if you do get that kid back to the town you are rewarded with your second sword yeah the fire sword nice and then you take that sword straight well, and you get the insect flute oh that's right the insect flute what a weird Another series of flutes specialized ocarina appearing flute which you take to the top right corner of the swamp yeah, you may have come here before. It would just look like kind of a big empty room. Well, all like, of the boss areas kind of have that same big room yeah. feel. So you, you know what's going on. Well, and I mean, to be honest, most of the dungeons, there aren't a lot of actual rooms till the right. very end. But this way, you come out, unleash the insect flute, and then the giant bug creature will come out, which is very clearly from Nausicaa. Valley, Valley of the Wind. Wind. Like, yeah. What are they, the Omu? Or, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty cool looking. I mean, it's a very faithful sprite. Yeah. Um, the boss itself isn't that tough. No, it's kind of unusual because it's an oversized boss. It's not a normal little dude like you've been fought right. or you will fight. And it all stays at the back of the screen. So yeah, it you just, just charge up and dodge its attacks. Yeah, it'll just move left and right and spewing out like a little ray of or a beam, a stream of, of little bullets. Right. While, while one of those uh, flying bugs will fly around and attack you. And you can just, you know, you charge up, dodge it, shoot it. Repeat. Yeah. Not tough. Not tough. Not tough at all. But it will give you the ball of fire. Yeah, so your newly acquired sword now has a level two. Goodness gracious. And uh, now that you have the fire sword, well, there's only really one option. And let's start head to an ice area. Yeah, there is a... But you have two ice areas to go to. Well, you won't... There, You can go to Mount Saber and there's two entrances from this valley. Yes. Um, but the north one, I don't think you can get up. It'll give you that... Yeah. You're not strong enough to come here exactly. yet. So you head to the south gate and... uh, Or, well, not really gate, but south path. And that'll take you to... Mount Saber West. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very snowy, icy-looking mountain. 
And then this is a, a design that you're going to revisit a few times where you will have the outside of the mountain, which is kind of a curvy path you go on, mm-hmm. which has lots of entrances and exits. And those will take you to a series of corridors or tunnels. Yeah, this is a real, um, this was my first area where I, I started getting lost a bit. Well, these ones are the ones that are the most confusing because not only does everything look the same inside, but once you get outside, you are totally it reoriented. Looks the same too. Yeah, you gotta. But it's also, you know, like we mentioned before, once you see the map, you're like, this really isn't that bad. No, no, not at all. They tricked you. <laughs> you know, it feels like it, and I kind of like that about it. Um, it's uh, you'll see um, at least out in the mountain here at first, you're going to see a bunch of those uh, like ice zombies or mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, Inside the caves, you'll find some of those red-winged serpents. There's little blue brains and some spiders. The blue brains are the annoying ones. They'll poison you, so watch out. Yeah, like, that's yeah. <laughs> that's you just avoid them at all costs. Poisoning, as we've mentioned, is the worst thing that can happen to you in the game. By far. So the real interesting thing about this cave is not only are you in and out, but they've introduced a new obstacle, which isn't you know that different than the walls you destroy with your uh, wind sword. Now, mm, now yeah. they're ice walls. Yeah. So guess what? You got to use your fire sword. Yep. Um, there are a few of those in here. In fact, one of these caves actually connects to Zebu's cave. Um, yeah. Back in there, um, which, I mean, we didn't mention it before, but an astute player would notice behind Zebu would be like, hey, there's a some sort of wall, like an ice wall back there. So this is where it connects. Um, and like I said, that's one of the things I really like about this game is that there are these connections and paths that you don't need to use, but you totally can't. Yeah. So uh, aside from connecting those dots, there is you will find if you can find Tornell up here, you you first find the tornado bracelet. Yeah. And then visit Tor- Tornell, and he will teach you teleport. Yeah. So not only you got your level three for your wind sword, you get teleport. You're ready to rock and roll at this point. Yeah. Um. This was an area where I found him before I found the bracelet, so I was like, ugh, gotta go back. So that was a little unintentional grinding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then once you've uh, talked to him, you are actually done with this part of the cave. Yeah, this is where, um, I'm not sure if it's when you go to Zebu's cave at this point, but you'll get a message from him where he's like, come back to Leaf. And they're like, the villagers are all gone. And you can go back there and see it's true. Um, At that point, I think it's once you get teleport and the tornado bracelet that you are now able to go to the other, the northern entrance to the same Mount Saber. Yeah, and you probably are going to want to teleport because otherwise you have to walk all the way out of this cave. It's true, yeah. It's one of the beginning parts that kind of annoys me where there's no easy way out. You've <laughs> yeah. gotten to the summit, and then they're like, well, you got it. That's it. Now what? Um, yeah, so you can head back to the Cordell Valley, head through that northern uh, exit, and you will find yourself quickly at, there's a little uh, stop called Nadair's Inn. Mm-hmm. Um, you can uh, rest up here. There's some stuff to, you can buy. There's a couple shops in there. Yeah, yeah. And then there, there's a dying guy. That you meet, your first of many villager deaths. Uh, and he dies right in front of you. He's, I think you could talk to him in the the bar and Bryn Mayer maybe, in mm-hmm. the tavern. He's he's like, I'm going to go get rich on Mount Saber. And you're like, all right, whatever. And then now he's dead. So He dies at your feet. What a fool. But if you continue to the left, you will see there's some, uh, the first time you will encounter soldiers, actually. The brown soldiers outside that gate. You have uh, to fight them. And you have to fight them. And they're so annoying. You are not not leveled up enough to fight these guys these easily don't go in don't move into melee stay away hit them i just rapid fired level one shots at them from a distance yeah i would just try to keep them trapped on the bottom half of the screen and when they would poke their head above like the little rock outcropping snipe them with that 
that long range shot and just yeah. do that for like five minutes and you'll beat them. But uh, after doing so, you are now in uh, Mount Saber North for real, mm-hmm. which is uh, slightly larger than the other one. And, you know, the caves are getting a little more intricate here. And I think you overheard someone talking about like prisoners, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, I think the, the guards might have said something there. Because the whole point is you are trying to find a key and then to free the prisoners with that key. This was one where I got also got lost a bit because... Well, it looks almost identical to the last series of caves and mountain you were on. You well, know, it's just there's there's one there's one fork in the cave towards the top that I kept not taking. Well, and it, there's a lot of loops in this one. Yeah. That they'll keep you they'll, just they'll loop circling. You back and it's like, what? I don't know where I keep getting lost. And uh, But you get the keys uh, and you can rescue the... The prisoners are in like uh, these little cells and one of them I think you blow out the back... Mm-hmm. And then that lets, uh, with a fire spell, or maybe it's a wind. I don't know. I think it's a wind, actually. Yeah. And then they were like, all right, we can leave. And But then you will continue to the summit of Mount Saber, where you will fight General Kelbesk. Kelbescu? Yeah. Kelbesque? Kelbesque? <laughs> it, it looks almost like they wanted to write Kelbasa <laughs> and then messed up. Well, this guy is your first kind of challenge. In a oh, way. definitely. I was, uh, I'm not sure what level I was. This dude was a guy, you know, I just tried to stay on him with my sword. Mm-hmm. Rapid chops. See, I was too weak. I couldn't get close to this guy. Yeah. And it made this battle really long and tedious. I, um... Because I kept getting really trapped in a cycle of, like, I had to charge it up to hit him from a distance. Mm-hmm. But he will run into you. Yeah. So you got to, like, run from him. It just made the, the boss fight take forever. If mm-hmm. I would have been, like, a level or two higher, I think it wouldn't have been nearly as bad. Now, I, I have a suspicion based on, you know, I was kind of... Going back and watching some videos and watching people, and when they were fighting the bosses, and I was like, well, they're doing stuff totally different than me that may actually be easier. And I didn't check this guy because pretty much all the other ones, you know, mm-hmm. the level three spells that were like, we never used them. They're really strong against a lot of bosses. Oh, no, I figured that so, out later. <laughs> I didn't, I mean, I knew of the Thunder one at the end, but th- I was like, so I have a feeling that maybe if you used your wind sword fully charged here, it might make a difference. Maybe two or three shots. Maybe. Instead of like 15 yeah. long range ones, it felt like. <laughs> I mean, or, you know, if you're level appropriate, you can just slice him up. But Exactly. No matter how you do it, you uh, will defeat him and you will get a flame bracelet as a reward. Now, just to note, you do have to be level 7 to hurt this guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. I believe it. Um, and I was. Just level 7. Well, this was an area I did actually do a kind of grinding where, you know, like I said, I've been trying to fight every enemy. And then um, in the, in the some of the caves on this mountain, you will find these blue ice golem-looking guys. Mm-hmm. They take a lot of hits, but if you can get them against a wall, you know, they take like 12 hits, but they're worth so much XP. And I was like, I'm killing them all on my way in. I died twice doing it, like a <laughs> fool, so yeah, <laughs> be careful. Well, if you destroy General Kilbasa, uh, <laughs> you can pass him, take that key you got, and free the elder of yeah. the village. And the cave behind him is uh, your way forward to the next area. And you'll get a kind of a message from Zebu who will teach you the paralysis spell on yeah. your way through. Well, then you're on your way to the town of Portoa. Yeah. and uh, well, I, You're near it. You're, yeah. You, every time I say that, what you're actually doing is you're entering the lands around it. Yeah. This is my maybe my favorite part of the game. I love this uh, map even more. Now we're getting even more rivery, lots of swamps. And be careful. Once you uh, exit that cave... You go down an ice slide, and there is no return there at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's a one-way passage, but luckily, you can teleport around. Yeah, and there's really not much you can do right away here. You just want to go straight into Portoa to your right. It's Yeah, it's right there, so... 
And Portoa is an interesting town, and it's one where I got stuck in a weird loop that I can't tell if it was me being stupid or the game being stupid. <laughs> it's a little weird. And, and by the way, I love this town too. I like the it's real water, you know, little yeah. It's built on bri- some islands, bridges, got a little castle and stuff. Um, and I feel like you come back to this one, or at least I did a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. It's... Well, especially because I was leveling in an area right after this. So okay, okay. So in here, you'll as you talk to people, they'll talk about two people really. They'll talk about their queen mm-hmm. and their fortune teller, how famous she is. So just go back and forth between the two of them. Yeah, they'll keep like you can go to the queen, she'll say something. Then you can go to the fortune teller, and she'll say something, and then that'll change the queen's message back and forth until eventually, um, when you try to go into the queen's room, the guard will like move in the way mm-hmm. and stop you from using the door so you can paralyze him as soon as you enter the screen use him to go into the throne room which is now empty and you can enter this little door in the back right that reveals a secret cave yeah and i love that i love that you're using the spell on a town's person and it yeah. affects them like that is a really cool thing that you don't really see in much other games or ever really i can't ima- i can't remember so once you've discovered that you can go back I think then you talk to the fortune teller again, and then back to the queen. Eventually, she gives you a flute of lime. Yeah. That's your real goal here. Besides... Not a fruit of lime. No, this is the flute. I know. So <laughs> confusing. Now, you have your fruit of lime, or <clears throat> flute of lime. Exactly. You might wonder, where do I use this? Well, if you went around exploring before you came here, or maybe you'll do it now. Uh, outside this town, there's... Um, this is where you'll see those weird little green bear men, I think. I don't know. Uh, oh, is that what you think those are? Bear I, men? I don't know. I, that was a guess. There's a That's what I was calling there. the muck men. Oh, oh, okay. Well, later there's those like actual blob men. I thought that was what. You know, oh, yeah, they're yeah. like puddles and they rise up. But No, because this guy looks like he's made of muck. I, I see what you, yeah, yeah. He's more solid. But anyhow, um, if you're like me, then you know when you see a waterfall in an RPG, you're going to check it because there's got to be a cave against uh, behind at least one of them. Yeah, every game. And suitably so, you will find one here that's a relatively short cave, but it's, yeah. it's blocked by two men. There, I mean, you'll get to a doorway that is blocked by two men who are turned to stone. And that's where you can use your f- flute. Flute of lime. <laughs> yeah, you reanimate them, and what do you get? Well, you don't get anything, really. They just get out of your way. And then this is where you enter back into the cave where you're like, oh, no, I, you'll see some medusas here. You can't hurt them. And you got to wander around to find the the water sword is actually your next sword is back that's there. right hidden in the top area of the of the cave system. Yeah, and then um, you can also find another flute of lime here because you may notice that uh, good old Akahana himself has gotten turned into stone back here. Yeah, and you depetrify him, and, and then yeah, he gives you the shield ring. Which, all right, I'll it, take it for now. It's better than nothing. <laughs> better than no ring. I'll, yeah, I'll agree there. So. Good job, you. You've saved some people, and now, really, it's uh, it's a case of wandering around. I had actually gotten down to this area, um, to the southwest, kind of, of this valley. Mm-hmm. There's a little um, exit that will take you to an- another smaller valley, and you'll get to, you head north, and then that's where you'll go into that scene where the guy, it's like a merman comes, King Triton or whatever, yeah. that, you know, you'll see a little tree. It's the, the lime tree, and if you come here before, you have the wall of, oh, I'm sorry, the sword of water. You know, he'll just come out and be like, go away, blah, blah, blah. But now he's like, oh, you, great, you're here. Use this uh, use this ball of water, you know, with your water sword to make an ice bridge. And you can do it right there, which leads you into a little room behind him, which will give you a little message from Misia, who is the other magician that was frozen with you. Uh, she's purple like you. Mm-hmm. And uh, she gives you a message where she's like, I'm going ahead. We have to get together, meet up with me. 
Yes. And you're like, all right. Uh, cool. But good, good to know. Yeah. Even though she does give you that message, it has no bearing on what you're doing next. Not really. You don't, you, you know, you're just like. So you need to go back and talk to the queen again. Yeah. Now that you have your ball of water and mm-hmm. water sword, you can go back to that cave behind the queen's room and you can make some little ice bridges. Yeah. You can like, you know, go around there and then you can also get into the fortune teller's room. Yeah, which that's when you will finally catch up with the fortune teller and she reveals herself to be Asina, who is the second, or well, I guess not second, but one of the four wise masters. Yes. And I believe Asina is actually, like, it's a condensed version of Athena. Oh, okay. Because I I saw a thing about Athena and Kinsu appear in several SNK games beyond this, or even before they made the game Athena. Mm. I heard it's bad. I don't know, but... But she gives you the spell recover. Yeah, which is nice. And uh, th- back so in this throw cave, away every other antidote you ever find. <laughs> yeah, you don't need them now. Uh, but back here, you, hopefully you'll have a medical herb because this is where you can heal the dolphin. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you have to because you were going to need that dolphin later on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dolphin, though, by the way, looks like at one point they wanted it to be a submarine. <laughs> He's pretty chubby. Just changed it a little bit to be a dolphin. <laughs> it's Yeah. He's rather goofy looking, but I like him. I, I like him a lot. Well, now that you have the recover spell, you've fixed that dolphin up. So, somehow you know to go to the other cave. Well, from talking to some people in the village, you will see that uh, there was the fisherman at the southwest corner of Porto in his house. Before it was like, just his daughter was home. And now he's like, I can't find my fog lamp. I need it. If you find it, I'll let you use my boat to continue on. Mm-hmm. So you got to go get this fog lamp out of the cave. I think he tells you I left it in the cave or something like that. And this cave, easy breezy. Yeah, it's, um, you just, I think it's across the river now. Mm-hmm. You have to use the ice, make an ice bridge to get there. Um, mm-hmm. Now, this is also an area you can go ahead of time, although you have no reason to do so. You can get across the river to this other cave to get the Carissa plant. Yeah. For the much later down the game. I mean, and you might as well. Yeah, it, it's not really hard to get now um, or later, really. So, right. Yeah, either way, but you can. Um, Let's say do it, and that way we won't talk about it later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you just leave the valley. There's a flower field at the top. It's hidden amongst the flowers. Yeah, and uh, this is um, it's pretty funny because he he lets you use a boat and you use it to move like two screens, and yeah. then you just land at this place and you're like, I'm okay. We forgot to mention when you heal that dolphin, he gives you a shell flute that you can use to summon him. Yeah. So like I I forgot all about the boat part. I was like, can I just use this? Uh, shell flute and you know oh, sail that, away because you use the boat for like 10 seconds that is not a freshwater dolphin my friend the, oh i guess that's he doesn't true. go into the river okay <laughs> you know the, you need that boat for the two screens of river you go down right right well either way now you pass the boat and you're out and you're on the dolphin and you're in the angry sea yeah the angry sea seems a lot more dangerous than it is yeah i mean this is a it's a pretty big open space. You really, there's two islands. Um, there's a big waterfall that's blocked off across the top of the north of the map. And there are creatures in the sea. I don't know how strong they are because I fought none of them. No, oh, they're not. They're worth some good XP, to be honest. They're not um, in, you know, you'll see these like krakens that will shoot mm-hmm. at you. And uh, some, you know, mermen that throw tridents at you. They're, they're not too tough. Um, I, I killed a few. This is where you'll find that underground cave. It's a good leveling spot. If you head to the the south there, where there are those little, mm. 
I think you called them turtles. I, I was I was really debating. Where I was like, is that a turtle shell or the top of a jellyfish? Like these little, little hard white to say. things. Now, that's not the spot that I, I did the leveling in. Oh, okay. I did use those creatures. Now, the cave you're talking about in the south, you need to go in there to get the necklace. Yeah, much later, but I don't know right, if you can go get ahead and it do it now. now. I, yeah, you D- can. Does it let you? Yep, I did. Oh, nice. You can that's pick cool. up a necklace. I guess you use it later in the game. And I'm pretty sure that's the cave if you keep going. It'll take you back to the, the queen's, queen's like, chamber. The secret. I was like, oh, cool. They connect. Like, they don't need to, but. No, that's, again, one of the many cool little pathways that interconnect these different levels. Yeah. Um, uh, now, story-wise, you should probably go to the town of Joel first. The town of Joel, yes. And in this town, well, what's what's going on here? Well, the you can you start talking to people, and the elder Ralph will tell you that I love his name is Ralph. The, the, there's a, a great monster or something um, on Evil Spirit Island, which is kind of to the west of here. Yeah, what an unfortunately named island. But they describe where they're like, well, this uh, purple-headed girl or purple-haired girl from Mesia, or I mean, I'm sorry, from Portoa, which mm-hmm. you realize is Mesia. She volunteered to be the sacrifice, so you got to go rescue her from Evil Spirit Island. So, Evil Spirit Island is the other island you can go to. The entrance to that is my leveling spot. As I mentioned last week, oh, I was a little... way under level, underpowered for anything I was coming to. So I realized I need to level up. In fact, I got to the next boss and couldn't hurt it. Oh, okay. And wow, I was like, okay. this sucks. <laughs> and I had to backtrack all the way out. But when you enter the cave, while you're still on the back of the dolphin, mm-hmm. right as you enter it, there are two turtles within five feet of your character. Right, right. Kill them both, leave the cave, go back in, they have respawned. Oh, okay. You can do that loop in five to ten seconds. Sure. There is no other place I found that has enemies that close to the entrance of a place to respawn them. And they are worth at least 160, 170 apiece. Which, especially right now, is a lot. So the next boss you come to, you have to be level 10 to hurt. And I was level 9. And at this spot, I went from level 9 to level 15. Wow. (laughs) Granted, it was at least an hour and a half to two hours of time spent there. Right. But I was also just watching things on YouTube and, you know, goofing off entirely. So it wasn't like I was really deep into the grinding. So if you do find yourself behind, this is a great place to, you know, pull yourself back up or to get a little further ahead. Yeah, yeah. But then hopefully you're solid and you can make your way through the tunnels here or caves of this cursed evil spirit island. Yeah, it's it's not too terrible here. You'll start to see those like heli- helicopter hydras, uh-huh. which I think are goofy and funny. Um, you can. This is where you get the iron necklace, so make sure. Very you do. important. Yeah. You you should get this. It is my most equipped uh, item from this point on in the game. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much a, a go-to. Um, and then eventually this cave will lead you to the zombie town, mm-hmm. which is a as you might imagine, it's a busted-up town with a bunch of zombies in it. So. Yeah. However, in the basement of one ta- uh, one building, you will find a guy named Clark. I love the names in this game. Yeah, and he, you know, he's just there hiding, I guess. Um, so, but keep in mind, because you'll need to come back to him later. Um, Oddly enough. To the north of the town. Yeah. Uh, is a big castle. It's a Sabera's castle, who is one of the, you know, they're kind of like the evil guys. You know, you have the, your four... Kingdoms or town type. Well, yeah, realms. it's like there's the the four the finest four of Dragonia, and I, he kind of mentions it in the story where they were actually um, corrupted by. They used to be wise men with Zebu and all them, and then they yeah. were corrupted by Dragonia. And you, you know, Kelbesk was the first one. She's another one, and um, this is a pretty 
This is where, you know, it gets a little tougher here. Uh, you'll find those. This is where you find those invisible ninja guys. Mm-hmm. Those guys are worth like 250 XP. So yeah. I wish I knew that. And I, I made sure since I didn't know that and I hadn't gotten to him yet, I killed everyone I got to at that point on. <laughs> this, uh, wor- even worse than them, though, are those uh, moths that have the paralyzing dust that come out. and the Avoid know, the at all costs. Just Don't run. fight them. Yeah. Run from those moths like it's your job. They're terrible. It kind of is. Yeah, yeah. Now, the weird part about this is that right away, if you go to the right, you're going to fight a boss instantly. Oh, yeah. The old vampire's back. Yeah. And that took me a little bit off guard. Yeah. It caught me off guard, I should say. And uh, the, that was the downside. The plus side is that he is just as easy as the first time you fought him. Yeah. And he's and you can just learn tear, nothing. <laughs> tear right through it. No problem at all. And then, really, there's not a whole lot more to this level. There are the, this might be the first time that there are the moving platforms. And if you fall off them, you will fall to an earlier part of the level. Yeah. The, these. So be careful there. Yeah, later on they can be kind of frustrating, but here... Well, it's mainly frustrating when an enemy knocks you off. So yeah, really yeah. the key factor is you want to kill any enemy. You don't want to run past these enemies near a platform. You need to kill everything, then get on the platform. And it is tough when you have those stupid moths. They come off floating screen. around. You know what I mean? And it's like, ugh, you know, you have a small window and you just hope that platform arrives during it. And then you do have a, a series of spikes you have to jump across, I think, also. Mm-hmm. And I did want to note that if you are turboing... Your jump across spikes, you take almost no damage. Oh yeah, I mean, I believe it. I at mean, the far at the end of the game, where there's a point where it's like a giant sea of spikes you got to go yeah, across. Yeah, we checked it. We went across it with the jumping, uh-huh. and it took off three points, three, three hit points, three slivers little slivers of damage. Nice. So really, make sure you hit that turbo, and and you should be all right. Yeah, yeah. Also in this dungeon, you will find well, you'll see uh, Misia. Mm-hmm. And you know, you talk to her, but it quickly becomes apparent that that is not Misia; it's Sabera in disguise. I think you just attack her a couple times, and she reveals her true form. Well, you go past her, and then the real Misia is over there. And then when you come back, oh, she turns it? back oh, into the okay. real one. I think is what it is. Oh, I didn't think about it because I I knew, so I was like, I'm just yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah, this is um, she's not too bad of a boss. Where she will fly around the room and shoot a big kind of a 180 degree. Not really spread, but she shoots these fireballs in like a pattern mm-hmm. that you, you know. Now, her movement attack, when she's just in the movement phase, that is a lot. It does a lot of damage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like you really have to be careful avoiding that. This that's was, really the trick. When I was watching people, you know, I was sorting her, you know, mm-hmm. but watching the people play, I was like, oh, you, if you have the fire, the third level fire spell kills her in like two hits. I was like, oh, wow, really? All like, right. So for future playthroughs, I'll be testing those bad boys more. But she will give you a broken statue. Hey, just what you needed. And um, that's it. So this is another dungeon I think you have to walk out of. Yeah. Although yeah. there might be a floor. Can you fall down a pit to kind of speed it out maybe? Um, is there one in her room? There, later yeah, there's one. Yeah, it'll take you right back to the like the main entrance almost. So that that's not too bad. But now when you leave, uh, the zombie town is back to normal. Yay. So... You know, talk to all the people and stop by and see Clark, and he'll give you some eyeglasses. That's nice, and you need those eyeglasses, because they will reveal a secret. Yes, and you have such poor vision. A secret giant hole. (laughs) Well, yeah, you go back, yeah, mysteriously. uh, So you can go back to the town of Joel. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure where the clue that tells you this, because I couldn't remember. I just, I got back here, and I was like, I think I used the eyeglasses somewhere. And I was like, I think it's in a shed or something, and it was. And I was like, all right, well... Go me. Yeah. 
I don't know. There's got to be somebody who tells you something, right? Through whatever divine means you figure it out, you use the eyeglasses in that shed, and what do you find? Well, it, that gives you a little passage to the other, the lighthouse you might have passed by earlier. You couldn't access before. No. And you will, uh, you'll find uh, Kensu, one of the other wise masters, but he's asleep there. So you must wake you, him up. You know how to do that, and you bust out an alarm flute. Oh yeah. He will wake up and give you the uh, the glowing lamp, which, yeah. in its description, I think, at least in the book, you know, it's like use this to fix stuff. Right. So you use it on the broken statue, which uh, will repair it. Mm-hmm. And then um, there are, some townspeople give you some hints too. There is a small shrine beyond the evil spirit island where take that statue up there and it will calm the seas. Yes, it will. And that means you can pass through the, you know, the barrier that was there before and move on to the next town. Called Swan. <laughs> This is where we'll put a pin in this episode, and to listen to the rest, just hold on tight for a few days, and the second part will drop, or a third part, as I should say, will drop here this weekend. So, hold tight, and uh, hope you enjoyed the first half, first, second, third. We hope you enjoyed this part, and hopefully you'll enjoy the next part soon.